step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the Tavolcast, Tavol, Tavgol. Uh, I'm, I'm George Weedman as usual. We also have Jimmy <laughs> Belikoff as usual, Matt Visual as usual. The thing is, though, we got to go fast today. We got to do a got to go fast cast because because uh, because Matt has some very important arrangements that he has to leave for in one hour. <laughs> so we have one hour to talk about what we played this week. What did we play this week? Matt's meeting Bill Gates after this, so yes. we have to make sure he gets there. Yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill Gates, you know, he he wants his funny man on deck, you know. So Matt. Matt is having a serious talk with Bill Gates about casual racism in his company. Is, yeah. is it because that guy didn't let him play with the Microsoft HoloLens when, until he asked really hard? And, and so you called Bill Gates and were like, we have, we have a problem, Mr. Gates. If you haven't watched the last podcast, then you won't get that joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Watch watched all the, the last podcasts. podcast. Why haven't you? <laughs> like us on iTunes, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I, yeah. I'm sure that all of the listeners right now have watched with their face last week's <laughs> podcast uh, very, Man, very I, I diligently. Hope, I hope nobody's actually watching the pot, like opening the page and just staring at the bar as it like counts down <laughs> on the time. Whenever I hope they like do other productive things in the time. Anyway, not judging you if you don't, or if you do that, or whatever. Hi. TVG podcast. We talk about video games <laughs> mostly. The first half is where we and, and say stuff about listeners. what we've been playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually yeah. like offhand do that too much, so I apologize to every listener. But I don't know. I mean, like, <clears throat> I wouldn't listen to this crap. Well, I, 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 I would listen. <laughs> I would listen to this crap. I would listen. So, what have you guys been been doing? <gasps> Hitman. Hitman. Oh yeah! What? Yeah. Hitman! You finally broke Hitman! I have all Hit the episodes man. just sitting there, waiting for me to devour them. Okay, you gotta get started on it real fast. Okay, I like don't know what I could have done differently over the past week because I spent all of Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and then Thursday. Playing Hitman and, and writing the review for Hitman and not doing anything else. And I still just like was not able to finish the game to my liking by the time bedtime on Thursday rolled around. And so today yeah. I have the script already. I, know the I have feeling. like a lot of clips from the internet ready and I just delayed it by a day. I still have to record it <gasps> after doing a stream tonight. <laughs> so I guess I'm just not going to sleep. But yeah, Hitman's really good. Like it's. It's only six levels, but well, there's also like two tutorial levels, but there's also two bonus levels. But <laughs> Steam says I've been playing for 37 hours. 
Dang. Because uh, they're Because there's like levels. a lot of ways to do it, right? There's like yeah, like so many different ways to do it. I I rem- oh okay, so I watched uh Mark Brown's video on Hitman that he did, and I was like, oh, this game looks like pretty pretty neat actually. And yeah. then <laughs> I loved the you tweeted the other day or yesterday, George, where you're like, uh, every second spent wandering past this hippie's apartment is precious. Like just like an offhand comment about some. Some like stoner's apartment in it one of the levels. R- really good music comes from that apartment. So when you're like yeah. sneaking past it, you feel like the super noir undercover detective. But then uh, your tweet really right afterwards. Music. Then your tweet right afterwards, where you had this like shocking realization yep. that that's like a thing that you could use. Like, oh my god, the stoner's apartment is actually a pivotal thing I could use for another goal. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's neat. It's super duper neat. So I don't know if you guys have played the other Hitman games before, but the best levels no, of all the Hitman games are the ones that are most replayable. So by mm-hmm. doing a uh, episodic release where they release it one level at a time has basically given them the the onus and the time and the like commercial uh, impetus, like like market pressure to make every level as replayable as possible, which is super beautiful. So mm. they're really, really huge. There's stuff related to the main objectives and optional areas that you don't find until like playthrough number three. Mm-hmm. And also like entire huge optional areas that are just never used in the main story missions, but used instead for modified alternate missions that they uh, put out called escalations, where every time you complete it, it makes the same mission slightly harder and then asks you to do it again. And every time you unlock some fun points that that like give you new weapons and new starting locations that like start you off in in new uh spawn points with with new disguises and it's uh also besides just like working really well with the episodic release it's just like one of the smartest designed games i've played in a good long while in terms of how they've managed to make levels this big and this complicated have pieces that all matter in their own individual little way to any kind of play style that the player develops and that's why mm-hmm. like posting about the cool music coming from this hippie's apartment is such like a good example of of how that works like there's there's a a marijuana cigarette in this guy's apartment that i didn't even think about until i was posting about that guy's apartment on twitter because earlier way the one of the first things i saw in the very beginning of of that level was a spot on a table with a button prompt that said (laughs) something like place joint for for the target of your assassination (laughs) which i guess causes them to run off to find somewhere private and uh i was it's it's like grayed out there's the you can't do it. I was like, where is there just going to be a joint lying around in the city? And and I just never really like thought out of the box enough of being in the gameplay mentality where I was like, oh, people's apartments will have things related to that person's like characteristic stereotype lifestyle. So that is where the joint would be is in the hippies apartment, like two blocks away. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's fun. But yeah, like it's it's also been one of the biggest surprises of the year, which which Matt already knows about since he got episode one in March. But yeah. uh, this is like an always online game released as a non numbered sequel to a classic beloved stealth game franchise 
with with an episodic schedule and the earliest footage of this game that leaked out without the developers giving permission to like didn't exactly look good and in fact you can see developer walkthroughs of the alpha versions of this game that don't look good either i get the impression that they actually did rush it in a lot of areas and they also didn't have as much of a budget to work with as they did in the last game and hit ban absolution but they still like managed to do it it was like doom all the red flags were there that it shouldn't be good but it turned out to be really really good i'm so happy to hear that the other episodes lived up to the first episode (laughs) because when i played that first episode i was like whoa this is what i've been missing for the for years is this is damn good the weakest links are in the middle the first three episodes i think are some of the best levels across the entire franchise and the last one's really good too, one that just came out, Hokkaido. But uh I don't know, the weakest point are the two before that. But yeah, mm. it's it's kind of weird. There's a Bangkok mission that's a big hotel. It's like a resort thing, and it's just much more scaled back compared to the others. Cause uh in mission two in Sapienza, Italy, you have a mansion with like four stories to it with with like three different kinds of staffers coming in and out along with individual guests with their own roles to play they all go through a very very intricately detailed clockwork schedule and that would have been an entire mission in any other hitman game in the past but then (laughs) you also have the entire city outside of that mansion where stuff is going on that's related to the targets moving around in the mansion and uh and there's there's a bangkok level and a uh a, a like militia house in colorado that just seem like that one particular mansion rather than the entire city around it mm. but that makes sense but the first three levels are just super duper huge party houses where there's so much going on and so much to see and do and go that uh i I'm I'm more than happy with what we got. It's like legitimately, I think some of the most fun I've had. It, I think this might be my game of the year so Whoa. far. Because I mean, I, I was I was thinking about that though. Like, I think the most fun I've had this year was with games that no one else would agree with me on. It's it's Salt and Sanctuary, which I mean, Matt can vouch me on that one, right? That's Matt? good. That's Salt that's and Sanctuary good. game yeah. of the year 2016, right? Everyone will laugh at me, but I was having the time of my life. Last year's expansion for The Witcher 3 was was Hearts of Stone, which is like some of the best writing I think I've ever encountered in a game. And also the first two weeks of Pokemon Go. Ooh. Uh, don't forget about Siege. I think you and... Yeah, but that... <laughs> I, I like had the most of my enjoyment of Siege, I think, last year. Oh, was Siege last year already? Jesus. Yeah. yeah, it came out in uh, October. Man. Uh, well... The years Never just mind, pass forget by. about Siege. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think like Hitman is the safest bet I have for game of the year because it's not it's not something completely out of left field that barely even like qualifies as a typical game like the first two weeks of Pokemon Go. Because like the first two weeks of Pokemon Go were a very different experience from all the subsequent weeks of Pokemon Go. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially now that they're like adding features like they just announced some features that they're adding like daily and weekly objectives to do and stuff to get you bonus experience Man, that and took such. a while really yeah it did they're trading it <laughs> no oh i i didn't you know what i have totally forgotten about pokemon go i'm not gonna even lie gone 
couldn't. Yep. I don't. I never forget about it, but like I don't. I'm not playing it. That's for sure. The flame has fizzled. I I went hiking a couple weeks ago and I took out my phone and started Pokemon going on the trail, but I just I just didn't feel it like like I did mm. those first two weeks. It it's it's it got used up. It's Pokemon gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but damn, wow. it was strong during those first two weeks. Yeah, it was. And mm. I, I would say as a game that has fizzled out, it was probably the, still one of the best experiences. Like, it, it, those, it, those it, I'm for, glad yeah. it existed, you know? Yeah, yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So. Those first two weeks are something that, like, can't be... They can't be like sullied or changed. Nope. They were. They are what they were. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and no matter um, how much worse it gets, those those two weeks will not have been retroactively <laughs> erased. No matter what. Hold on to your memories. <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry. I, gotta go I, fast. I, cast. I, was, I yeah. I was trying to. I I didn't want to like upend you what you were saying, but I was trying to like jump in a segue earlier when you were like totally game of the year for this year and i was like gonna be like speaking of game of the year so just pretend that like none of our conversation happened for the past three minutes and that george just said hitman is probably his game of the year speaking of game of the year the whiteness uh, i i finished the witness the completely <laughs> the white completely, oh, so 100 so percenting it i 100 percent oh, the witness well, i'm glad you like the witness that's cute <laughs> hey george oh my God. you're a piece of shit you know that yeah <laughs> it's condescending garbage. Oh my. i I have decided that tentatively my my end of the year video is going to be about everything that the made the witness the game of the year for me and why that experience is is I would argue probably the best game made this year, not just okay. my favorite. But so so let's let's hear it. Let's uh maybe you can yeah. convince me. Hmm? Uh okay, so it, it's actually a little spurred on again. Mark Brown. If you guys don't know Mark Brown, go follow Mark Brown. That guy makes great stuff. He's the guy who does Game Maker's Toolkit. He screenshotted the Metacritic list of like top-rated games this year, and he was like kind of lamenting that Uncharted 4 was at the very top highest-rated game of the year period on Metacritic. Wow. Um, okay. Because it's, and I think he's right, it's an incredibly safe game that doesn't really do anything. Like... It's a it's an uncharted game so like you're going to have a fun little ride with a good story yeah. some great voice acting great visuals but like nothing mind blowing about uncharted 4 it's like it's it's an it's like it's an uncharted game it's like good good uncharted game All right but like by by no means is it the best created game in the year of 2016 no. because it's safe it's so 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 safe everything about it is just a really safe choice and the thing about The Witness, and I, I will say that my bias totally comes from the fact that all of it, of The Witness's unsafe choices were like, well, some people might just not resonate with this, and then they're just not going to like this section. All of them lined up perfectly for me. So I never had like a, well, this is stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get why they would have done this. All of them, I like rolled, I, I rolled the high number on all those. So I like... I won the coin flip on all those. All the things that could be a barrier that would keep people out, unsafe choices, they all worked for me. So if it if none of those work for you, I completely understand why The Witness would not be a fun game or to some people even a good game at all. But like I was compelled to complete it 100%. 
and every tiny experience is like like I walked over the island again going to the last couple puzzles I couldn't beat earlier and I was like walking past stuff like oh man remember that part when I was like like so early in the game and I didn't know and then like I I figured out the thing and I was like ah like and that like there's like 680 puzzles in that game or something and That's I too had many. that kind of it's not too many because they're not it. big puzzles no it's it's not though no they're nothing puzzles but, but you can't make both those arguments together <laughs> it's you can't it's one or the other because you're arguing through expectations both ways at the same time i'm sorry i just want to convey to the the viewers watching the podcast that that sound is the sound of me like snickering and then scurrying away yeah george is a fucking troll um <laughs> I, I i don't i don't know if i could get over his design choices of making the game almost like just just doesn't some of the puzzles just don't make sense you but know they do. like I, I don't like i for me like i know this is that there's always that one or two puzzles that were just like okay what 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 were you trying to do here why does this make sense and why wasn't this conveyed in the other puzzles before this you know the nothing puzzles basically and well, i mean see, it happened okay, yeah. again it doesn't happen like every single corner for sure i'm not saying that but like there's certain time like those parts really are really upsetting hey how, how do you know he's not like this is not just some big joke it's just jonathan's blows big <laughs> fart you know you know well, just like hey guess what everyone loves me for braid um i'm just gonna put out whatever and then you know, let's see if people like me still after this. Man, I just can't. <laughs> like, okay, it just goes with what I said earlier. Like, there are a lot of unsafe choices in that game that make that game. I don't know. That I I think it's better because of it because it doesn't rely on like let's please everybody. And so, if it doesn't please you, I can completely understand like when the certain puzzles happen. Like you said, you had like a lot of trouble with the the Tetris blocks puzzles, right? Um, it's when they started, I, I can't remember, it was when, I think, somewhere near the part where you have to go underground, it's mm -hmm. crazy how you could recall these puzzles from memory because it's ingrained into your brain. When you beat that game, it stays with you forever. It's like a scar that you take with you through your gaming history, okay? Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I, I think it has to do with the blue squares. Oh, one of the puzzles was when you walk up the stairs after you cross the bridge, that slow bridge that when you look oh. down, you can actually see like an actual puzzle on the Every ground and stuff. Every single tile on the floor on that bridge is a new puzzle. Yeah. 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 Even on the floor, like you can drag some. I, I did, there's a lot of really cool things to that game. A lot of really cool things. But there was that, um, that part where you go up the stairs and you have puzzles on the right-hand corner when you're walking down, and then there's, like, a gate to the back way to mm -hmm. get out of that area. You know the swamp yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I know I know what you're talking that, about. That last puzzle screwed with me for such a long time, and it just, it just says, here's a new mechanic. Figure it out, you know? And I, it, I, it, I, okay. I, I got through it, but not mm -hmm. without some scars. You know, <laughs> it's an emotional journey. It's an emotional um, journey, and it's very satisfying when you do get it. But it, I mean, is it worth the emotional scars? 
It's it's a very I very unsafe experience, a very unsafe decision to uh, not have any music in the whole game. So so that there right, can be one puzzle with a, a like ninety way. second loop, and that that you may never Don't discover. Don't fucking never... spoil it for anybody, asshole. <laughs> also, what what about? <sighs> So, like, the reason, I think the moment I decided I didn't like The Witness was when I looked up that you had to do, that, that, okay, fine, I'm, like, spoiling it and being an asshole, right? But there are the panels in the desert where you use the glare from the sun to trace a line of dust on the screen. That was cool. I, yeah. My the way I was pl- I walked in circles around those panels for like an hour, and my viewing angle just never gave it away. It was just like a completely random coincidence that the 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 designer hopes that you happenstance across, and I, and I never not got necessarily it. because that little area where all those are. There's only like two staircases to go to a higher place. So if you're really exploring the area, you'll go up the staircases, and if you just look at them. From those staircases, at, they're set up so that any point on the high point, you'll see a glare on one of the panels. Mm, didn't work on me. It, I mean, it, I don't. I just think that that's fine. Like, I, th- see, that's it's the thing. Not meant to please everybody, which is fine with me because exactly. it pleased me all the way through. <laughs> from, from, the, from the very beginning, when you finish that game, you feel like it's. He's like, no, I'm. I don't care about alienating half of my audience. Probably I'm gonna make this that. game, and this is what I want to make. Or, you know, and who gives a crap? I'm gonna put all this pretentious little voice recorders and stuff like that. If people don't get it. People don't get it. I don't care. Like, oh it's, god, one of it them feels is eight like, minutes it feels long. That way. But it, it. But the thing is, I think it's like only a certain type of brain can like, I don't know, work out some of these problems. You know? It, yeah, I. I've heard it said a couple times. The Witness is not a puzzle game where you challenge the puzzles of the of the universe. It's more a game where you are you're having like a little battle of wits to yeah. try and figure out what the developer was thinking. Which it's problem in my solving. Mind, that was that was fun to me. I don't want to go on longer. I think I've already gone on like nine minutes on this, so I don't want to halt the podcast for a game that's almost a year old. But no, it's cool though. I'm just saying, I I hundred percented it, and there's no super like grand flourish when you beat it there's like a little area of the game that kind of changes visually if you get everything but um, oh like super mario world kind of yeah <laughs> there, there's there's a lake next to the town and stuff in it changes based on how much you've completed of the game but um that town dude. i don't know it so was just I, i'm just like i am happy that i went back i'm happy that i finished it. i'm happy that i'm like I like that. I unabashedly love that game, and it's fine for for everybody else not to like it. Well, totally cool with re- that. I, I got respect, respect for you. I I can't handle it. I I can't handle no, that's that. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. I can. I I, 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 I understand. I, I still think. I still. I still think it's not a bad game, and I I don't think it's a bad. Game. I don't like the choices they made, but it's definitely not a bad game. It's I not. Mean, it's I not s- No Man's Sky or any of those other ones. <laughs> I remember when when I was like doing it for a review, so I was like trying to get through it in a week. And that yeah, was right. That was Which, rough. No. Yeah, like, I don't think I, that's an optimal setting. I'm, to I'm sure play you've a game noticed like how like stressed out and frustrated I am this week because I like didn't finish Hitman a day behind schedule. So like, imagine how stressed out and frustrated I was playing through The Witness for a whole week, making like two percent of progress every day. 
Because yeah. that's the it's kind of situation mi- where you're supposed to walk away and think about the puzzles out of the box. And you can't do that when you're in a review. Yeah, that's that is something I don't envy about you. That like doing like straight up review videos. I very, very not often do review videos. I did one for the witness, but it's because I played it and I was like, you know what, I'll do a video on this. I really like that and I want people to have another source to be like a spoiler free source to be like, yeah, okay. So but like playing a game on a time frame, I don't I don't envy that. I don't want to do that at all because especially with games like this or like if you've ever played like the Talos Principle or a put mm. like kind of deeper puzzle games playing that with a ticking clock of like better get your review out that sounds like hell to me yeah i don't like having to rush through content that is meant to be savored speaking of which yeah. matt i savor you you <laughs> matt dearest of all my friends you uh we'll, we we will cut news so that you can go for a full 10 minutes like me and george did because we want to savor your content we, we we want we don't want to rush through your content even though you're at a rush we want to give you the full pillar of respect that you deserve as <laughs> i have nothing i have nothing as, i as took a foundation. enough time last week even though I'm, i wasn't supposed to be talking supposedly but apparently i got in all everything almost everything but um I I have nothing. I've been kind of like busy with other stuff going on. I, you know, when I have free time, I do bring on the ESO whatever for like a quick mission or whatnot or getting Gears of War or whatever. But that's pretty much it. I have had a boring, uneventful week, I would say. Well, according in video game world anyway. Have, have you been world. thinking of, of picking anything up? Um, you know, I still got the review code for Deus Ex and uh, I finished, <laughs> I finished Peace Walker That's... like a couple weeks ago and I'm like, oh, oh my, my God, I need to make time yeah, to not. Yeah, I completely not... forgot that you were trying to review the whole MGS series. Yeah, I, uh, It sounds like uh, you might have forgotten too. No, it's not that I've forgotten, it's just that... After four, and then I played Peace Walker. I was like, "This is some garbage. <laughs> this is some garbage." Like you're on Full Metal Gear bur- Burnout, I think. Yeah, yeah. It is like I, I could, I could totally. Again, I can totally understand why people like Peace Walker. It's like a little spinoff game on your PSP, playing with your friends. That's fine. I've experienced co-op, but as far as like the story and stuff, like. Yo, <laughs> yo, it's like in the very beginning, you you say, oh, pause. She's 16 years old. And then you can zoom in and see her underwear. And it's just like, yo, this is not cool. This is not cool. I, anyways, anyways. Yeah. Um, I, I, I ha- I'll find I'll, I'll muster up the strength in between. um in between other stuff and finish 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 metal gear hopefully <laughs> sounds like sounds like a punishment at this point like it does feel like a punishment at this point it's just like i Dang. Hey, look i i did six reviews right and, right and detailed reviews where i go through them i played some of those games twice but you like being around those games for so long non-stop you you if i don't know like you tap into some like kojima wave or something you know you just 
Like, what's going a, on here? Why did he make these choices? Genre? <laughs> a, a Jima wave. Yeah. <laughs> a remix of uh, Snake Eater. I want. I want to see that. And <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> with the '90s like Simpson wave. The Tribes 90s little, uh, where, where occasionally audio of of George Weidman singing Snake Eater at a karaoke bar just like in. fades in and then yeah. out again. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's make <clears throat> it happen. Do a nice um, uh, VHS filter on the top, please. Thank you. So, what's uh, the the pros and cons of your your decisions behind whether or not you want to go through with that review copy of Deus Ex? Um, it's more time. I want to start it yeah. and just like finish it finish it off it's just like life has been um taking over everything else i want to i want to warn you that one's a good 25 hours ish Ooh, you know give or take how many side quests you do of course but uh, at this point you said that and matt's matt's mind image like immediately was like none no side quests none yeah Yeah, i I, mean the good thing about having no life is that you can play video games with more of your hours. <laughs> if only, if only. I, I'll just, you know, um, divorce my wife, you know, forget the job, you know, just, you know, just sit down and play video games all day. Don't worry about the bills. What could go wrong? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um. So, so Sunder, I saw you retweet a joke about this, and I think all of us are popular enough to get codes for it but do any of us have plans to play owl boy i would have asked for a code in advance if i had known more than one day in advance that it was coming out yeah they Um, really like just dropped it i the only reason i knew about it was because my friend uh is doing the art on their official shirts which i don't know if those are up yet but they look really great but she was like owl boy like they gave sent me a code so i know what i'm making a shirt for and then she was like, this game is gorgeous and pretty cool, worth the play. And then it it was out the next day and I was like, oh, shit, I would have liked to have played that. Um, I plan on doing uh, a review, yeah. but when they dropped news that it was coming out, like the big story behind it was, whoa, this took nine years to make. It was a, a passion of love for more than two presidential terms. Which supposedly would mean that this was coming out like before the big wave of pixel art indie side scrollers or just like self-published digital indie gaming in general, Mm. which is like a little bit of an unfortunate thing. Because when you look at the pixel art of Owlboy, like it looks like like nine years worth. Yeah, like like it looks like Metal Slug. It, It does not look like a game from the Super Nintendo or like a 60. It looks like. The, it happens to be the medium of pixel art, but in like glorious maximum version of what pixel art can be in a video game. Maybe not that good, but it's pretty fucking pretty. I I mean, KOF 13, Metal Slug, and maybe if it looks like these screenshots all the way through when I play it next week, Owl Boy might be the highest yeah. standards for pixel art you can find. Pretty damn good art. Uh, but I'm wondering if any one of us have heard about how long it takes, because I have not. Oh, the the actual game length? Yeah, Pushing Up Roses tweeted that she was surprised by how long it is, didn't give a number though, which means it might be longer than expected. <laughs> Maybe that's where those nine years went, is just like really long levels, a lot of, a lot of levels. Well, 
it I don't know if it necessarily has to be long levels so much as uh the like look at the level of polish and detail on like just the art and everything. Mm-hmm. That going into a slightly lengthier game could result in exponentially more time. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like Metal Slug's only uh, 30 minutes. <laughs> That depends on how good you are at Metal Slug. <laughs> I mean, if you just keep putting quarters in, you're, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get there in 30 to 45. Really? Is it really that fast? Arcade games are super short because they never expect anyone to have that hard. many quarters on them. Yeah, yeah, that, that too. The Simpsons arcade game, any, when you played that, that, oh, took, yeah. that took a while, man. And a lot no. of money, a lot of. I, lot of I, but like an a, a while by arcade game standards might be like an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me. I mean, I was young. It's no more arcades anymore. Go to Japan. <laughs> I'm yeah, thinking about going back in the spring. I, I am. I'm going with you. Cool. I'll I'll send you a link to the cheap tickets when they pop up. Hey, everyone listening, don't buy those tickets. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it looks like our halfway mark. I think we should jump into the break real quick and jump back out because Matt's on a super tight schedule. Gotta oh. jump fast. <laughs> bush. The bush. <laughs> Okay, so any listeners who heard about my potential travel plans might uh, instead want to purchase tickets to countries such as Cuba, North Korea, Sudan, Syria, or the Crimea region of the Ukraine, because that will just mean more Japan tickets will be left over for Matt and me. Unfortunately, though, you might be surprised to find out that when you... When you open up a new EA Origin Access account from those oh countries, boy. you you won't be able to. That was quite <laughs> a segue. Segue from before ads, dude. That's pretty so, ridiculous. So this is, but I think this is like the first time in recent memory I've heard of a video game digital distribution platform like not selling to political allies based off of like of of alliances and international trade agreements which is the official uh reason that ea was giving out of uh cutting supports from these countries however they have since reinstated access to myanmar myanmar how do you pronounce it uh i'd say myanmar but it i mean your guess is as good (laughs) as mine none of us probably know how to say myanmar but uh (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know if you can access Steam from countries that that as um Rico Rodriguez from Just Cause Two would say doesn't play to Uncle Sam's tune. Oh, However, okay. I'm also surprised that that Myanmar is apparently on the shit list. <laughs> like, what did they do? I don't know. Maybe I need to read the news more often. Isn't that where those yeah. like big towers are? There was a level in Hitman Two. I don't know. All right. I, I, 
this is, I mean, it's a weird story, but I don't really know how much I can contribute to this. Um, so what, what Sorry. Poor guys in Cuba happened is, is that they, uh, say they have updated, uh, EA origin to, to comply with us international trade agreements. Oh, okay. And, and I'm actually going to see if I can just quickly Google up what agreements in particular they might <laughs> be talking about ea so mm, yeah so while you while you google that then i can speculate that maybe this is not necessarily a uh a deliberate decision by ea but rather one that was sort of like brought up in a legal sense by the u.s government being like yo you're what selling games to people even through a digital thing on the internet is kind of breaking our thing our agreement thing I don't know, like, I'm assuming, like, maybe EA didn't just, like, outright be like, let's fuck North Korea and Sudan. Like, I'm sure that somebody sent them paperwork was like, hey, you're kind of breaking the law and we want you to stop. But it's also, on the other hand, like, stupid harmless video games. It's a digital product oh. that doesn't actually exist in the real world. Like, the internet is is the same generally no matter where you are on planet earth like if you're in china which which tries really really hard to censor the internet you can still access the rest of the world's internet through a vpn fairly easily but um i i feel like this this might have been just a lawyer over there on their side being like hey wait a minute we we have like to do this to bases. be leaked. yeah because if this was yeah. more I, I bet if this was a move from the U.S. government itself advising them, then you would have seen this happen across all digital distribution platforms rather than just that's with fair. Origin. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so it turns out that EA has revoked access to Origin in Myanmar on an apparent attempt to comply with sanctions the U.S. had in place against that country. The twist is that those sanctions were actually lifted on October 7th before the blanket ban went into place, which is why people are mad about it. This makes me wonder if uh, if, if you can get to it from Russia, because the Russian economic sanctions they've been imposing since... Since, uh, well, you know, depending on who you ask, the uh, annexation or not of, of Crimea and the Ukraine has, has apparently devastated their economy. And, and apparently a lot of stuff can't be sold there anymore that people were depending on being able to sell. But you did not really hear stories like this happen as a result. It seems like digital distribution has always been able to work around uh, international politics. Might just be one of those gray areas and EA's lawyers or whatever are sort of gearing up just in case. Maybe there's whispers that it's going to be a a more uh, regulated thing for digital distribution. So I, I would say this is probably, at least from my point of view, just a preemptive move to not get something by the government. Yeah, and honestly, I'm surprised by how long digital... Uh... An internet business has been able to dodge government forces. Like you still don't pay income tax on Amazon, right? I have no idea. I I I'm pretty Never sure you don't. You just pay for shipping in addition yeah. to the products MSRP. Well, well you do get for, tax taxes. Is that is that what you're trying to say? When you buy do, something well, on I Amazon? Mean, yeah. I get taxed. But he's saying, well, he's saying, wouldn't that be sales tax? Like, right. if you are a full-time seller on Amazon, oh, do you get income sorry. tax yeah, off okay. that? I see what you're saying. I mean, maybe you'd have to file as a small business to report that stuff, oh. so you'd get income tax 
in, in wow this this video game podcast is really getting boring <laughs> <laughs> no no, no I, I actually think this stuff is like really interesting it, because i mean yeah. the the vast majority of video gamers in north korea are probably like four people but there are a lot of people in 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 like ukraine and and Myanmar who who have access to like good computers and good video games that this is going to be affecting. I mean, I don't know about Sudan and I'm pretty sure everyone who has the leisure time to play video games has gotten the hell out of Syria by now, but but oh. still like this is I th- that's kind of like why I think this is such an interesting story is is that something as as like harmless as a luxury good of video games can get caught into the very nasty international affairs of political alliances and trade agreements and sanctions yeah it's uh there are a lot of implications but i mean not anything really that we can say concrete on the matter i suppose it is interesting though i i will agree there it's very interesting uh so so following from that speaking of digital of, distribution of enforcing <laughs> new rules on digital distribution platforms that might not even be enforced at all uh steam now politely asks developers to post real screenshots of their games <laughs> instead of bullshits and concept art and pre-render oh excuse me I, I was drinking now, coffee fast. to paraphrase steam now all, over a decade down the line asks developers who are who are putting their game up to uh not be shitty and terrible and please actually show us your game and they also phrase the uh update to their policy as as them not necessarily never asking of this before we haven't been super crisp on guidelines for screenshots in the past oh i'm a slurry mess of a pure person today Blah. thank you hitman so we'd like to take this opportunity to clarify some rules in this space rather than, you know, suggesting new rules and, and a means to enforce them. No Man's Sky, the, I checked the Steam page just now. They still have the same pre-release bull shots from earlier up there, the ones that got them in trouble with the ASA, which I don't think anything has come out of that either. I guess, I guess what everyone has learned over the past uh, few months of No Man's Sky being around is that everyone hates this stuff when they talk about it but when it comes time to do anything about it everyone tolerates it Mm. we ask that any images you upload to the screenshot section of your store page should be screenshots that show your game this means avoiding using concept art pre-rendered pre-rendered cinematic stills or images that contain awards marketing copy or written product descriptions please show customers what your game is actually like to play in their uh own posts to developers advising this this new screenshot policy they show dota 2 and i'm going to check right now if they made good on their own example of slashing out concept art yeah because dota 2 uses a lot of like character on it yeah yeah previously (laughs) and this is wacky now the screenshots all have like really ugly huds and text everywhere from the chat box (laughs) And uh, yeah, I guess justice has been served for Dota 2. What's another game famous for bull shots? Oh, I know Rainbow Six Siege. Let's see if they still uh, got those old bull shots up. Y- you know what? That's interesting because Dota 2 is Steam's property, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, we still got bull shots. Yeah, um, close ups right. of, of a character's face with like a bokeh depth of field blur on the background is. uh 
is a lot of what these screenshots of Siege are right now. Man, it doesn't look very appealing. Despite them changing the policy, none of these screenshots show what Siege is actually like to play. Also, screw you. Siege is very appealing. I love Siege. I'm going to play no, Siege no, tonight. No, no, I'm no the have Dota fun. 2, sorry. The Dota oh. 2 shots, like, it just doesn't look very appealing. Except yeah, for, like, which is the downside. The bottom. Yeah. And why developers wouldn't want to do that is because when you have a screenshot full of, like, HUD text. And, full of your shitty game. Yeah. It's not going to look as cool as, as a close up of a character's angry looking face with the background all blurry. That's what, what we do in our video. Is you got to make sure the background's blurry. We don't look like that in real life. The background's clear when you look at someone in real life, unless you're like really close to them. <laughs> right. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So uh, more worried on if they actually enforce this in the coming weeks. I guess. I doubt they this will. will. This will. So, so all fuck the, green all light the anime, <laughs> all the anime like uh, um, high school visual novels. They can't just show like girls with big boobs and stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, no, they have to be the big that, boobs in the that, game. That yeah. is most of the game anyway. Yeah, but then, you know they be hiring those concept arts, and then when you get in the game, it'd be like looking all, all janky and stuff. Not, ass. not that I know anything about that, but yeah. <laughs> Fucking Mr. Yandere Simulator. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for like. <laughs> A visual novel, all all you have to do is basically program text boxes on top of concept art that slides in and out of the frame, right? But that would definitely uh, I guess be at lying. a very baseline standpoint, yeah, yes, in general, but I think there's more to it than that. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, so speaking of sliding fully produced things in and oh out God. of, of oh production. No. <laughs> Eurogamer has reported that the Wii U is gonna get slid out of the frame at the end of this week and then nintendo said no (laughs) (laughs) just that that, did they have a press release and it just said no period it was was like a full-on nintendo direct and it just showed uh shigeru miyamoto and bill trinan walk out and shigeru miyamoto said no in japanese and bill trinan said no in english to translate for him Do you remember that that history of Japan video from Bill Wirtz? Yes, I would love absolutely. it if that guy started doing like PR for video game <laughs> companies, and he could just like make a video tacking away on his keyboard, being like, "Eurogamer said the Wii U was going to be out of production," and we're like, "No," <laughs> <laughs> with like a little to like accentuate <laughs> the negativity but yeah Eurogamers yeah. typically very reliable for their source leakages maybe i'm feeling that now because we just had the uh, nintendo switcheroo revealed a week and a half ago and Eurogamers leak on that patent was spot on it was exactly what what the switch ended up being so now Nint- Eurogamer says they have multiple sources i i think it was three they said in the article all saying and reporting the same thing that um the wii u is is scheduled to be out of production this uh this 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 week which would make sense they they have undersold their their expected uh milestones by by a couple hundred thousand units which you would assume means that they put in orders for a couple hundred thousand more units to be manufactured than what's actually getting sold. So now would seem as good a time as any to go ahead and slash that. 
However, the next day, a Japanese media site called IT Media reported that a spokesperson for Nintendo said, there is no change to our continuing Wii U production. Uh, they, they, they said that that soul story was just not true. And uh, in, in this follow-up that Kotaku posted as, as a response to Eurogamer, they also point out that there were previous rumors floating around about the Wii U having ceased its production uh, earlier in March, Japanese newspaper Nikkei reported that the Wii U was going to be ending its production way back then. Nintendo also denied it. And, you know, presumably as of this day, they're still still making some of them. Other, Otherwise, yeah. there wouldn't be this new rumor cropping up that they're not making some of them anymore. It seems like logical to assume. And if you hear a source say it, like it's it's not an unbelievable thing if Nintendo was to at the very least pull back on wii u production greatly because I, I think once the switch drops wii u sales are going to become pretty much non-existent um i don't know i like rumors and stuff again this is another thing where it's like i don't know how much we can contribute to this discussion but like i i don't it doesn't surprise me if they are stopping it it doesn't surprise me if they continue doing it it seems like kind of a it's something that's i don't know almost a non headline i would be more surprised if they kept the production going i want to say like past march of next year past the switch at the bare yeah, minimum exactly as soon as the switch comes out if they haven't dialed it back at the least then i i would be surprised the wii u has just not moved units and we all have one so yeah. actually and I'm, i think we've all like generally enjoyed our wii u's so listeners yeah. beloved listeners if if you do want to spend your your money on something buy a wii u now before they become a super rare expensive collector's edition because they didn't manufacture a lot yeah there you go and then you could resell it and like uh, what would it be like 10 years from now 15 years from now when the game collecting craze shifts to the wii u as like the new one because right now it's gamecube everything gamecube is super pricey right now everyone's ramping up the price on gamecube <sighs> stuff because that's what people want to collect right now that depresses me gamecube games were even they were like cheap a year after the gamecube came out like once the wii was rolling out and people were still able to uh shift a good market of them because of backwards compatibility they didn't exactly uh jack up the prices in the secondhand market yeah it's also if you're a collector out there right now original xbox is what you want to be collecting because that's cheap as fuck right now just random aside i thought that would be fun information trivia for people out there yeah Except the Wii U is a fun, unique concept that that's just gonna fizzle hey, away. Don't hate on that big old thing. I I walk by it every day. It's like on my shelf. I, I'm <laughs> not hate. I'm expressing my sympathies a, for it. A, my wife has a DDR pad for it and everything that we use. Oh, yeah, oh you're talking so, about the Xbox. Yeah, you yeah. said the original ah. Xbox. That's what Jimmy's talking about, yeah. right? X- yeah, yeah, Xbox yeah. Uno. George, George was still focused on the video. Oh, anyway, gotcha. Speaking of things that have to do with X, uh, Ooh. Monster Ooh. <laughs> Monster Hunter. Very Cross. good segue, Jimmy. I respect that. Monster Hunter Cross has Eight a out of 10. as a new expansion, standalone sequel, more version of the same game that's coming out. Called Monster Hunter Double Cross. Double Cross. Ooh, Triple uh, Cross. So 
based yeah i'm, I'm waiting for that Turbo that's gonna be on the switch right? it's gonna be rated ao and i'm gonna get gonna get that no anyway um, what are they gonna do when final fantasy gets to number 30 uh just i mean at that point if i was fucking square enix i'd just make a canonical porn game <laughs> Yes. Final Fantasy XXX. It's the 30th Final Fantasy. Also, it's all about porn. I love you. That's such a good idea. <laughs> right. Just embrace it. Right. Yeah, just just embrace it. Don't even don't even fight the notions. It's gonna happen. Don't do a regular 30. Do it in Roman numerals and make it about porn. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so thinking like Hunter, Final Fantasy World and all the other characters return and yeah it's just it's just a who's who of the best final fantasy characters just fucking <laughs> a nostalgic Jeez, orgy the, the the caligula of, of the video games you know everyone's really really worried about about what and when video game citizen kane is going to be i want to know what video gaming's caligula is going to be what is the deep throat of the artistic video game medium wow all right. So anyway, Monster <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> All right. So this this recent generation's Monster Hunter on the 3DS is called Monster Hunter Cross in Japan, and they do the, they did the same thing they do every time. They release it in Japan, and then they release an expanded version in the U.S., which was known as Monster Hunter Generations. But now, in a weird move that I am unsure how to feel about, they're releasing Monster Hunter Two Cross or Double Cross. It's Monster Hunter XX. And it's it, it was revealed in Japanese, mm-hmm. and it's it's like an expanded version of Generations, and I feel bad for everybody <laughs> who bought Generations or Cross because this is just more and better. It's just like it's the same game with more features, and my the the trailer was absolutely 3ds footage, but my hope is that maybe Double Cross is going to be a launch title for the Switch, yeah. please. That, that's what I think about when I think about the Switch. I just think about all these guys going to these conventions, waiting in line, and taking out their big old uh, Switches. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I didn't know we just, were talking about child abuse. Just whipping out those Switches. <laughs> right, right. Um. So, yeah, it's it's... I mean, it's exactly what every expansion of Monster Hunter in this generation that it is in is, which is just... The same game you played, but it has more shit in it. So it's you know, yeah. I would I would assume that it's a. I would say that that's a better thing. However, I feel bad for everyone who bought Generations and Cross because this is just more, it's just like the same game but more. They've uh, been expressing interest in in expanding the franchise in Western audiences by not exclusively releasing it on portable platforms, which I'm very interested in. If they do PC, if they do PS4. I, I might finally jump on this bandwagon. The big problem with Look, buying any Monster Hunter game is that I always am worried that I'm going to get the one that's going to become obsolete in a year. Because they make a they lot are, of I these. Mean, they do. Monster Hunter is a pretty mass-produced kind of yeah. series. And it's, 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 it's the kind of like... Duty of Glorious Nippon. <laughs> make the I same mean, game every no, year. No, I, I would say that that's Dynasty Warriors. Uh, um, I think Dynasty Warriors is more like the, the Madden. Because that's like way cheaper probably to make. Than... Oh, 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 snap. Madden? You <laughs> yeah. put Madden in that updated, category? Updated roster with the same shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um... <laughs> the Dynasty Warriors <laughs> okay, 16 roster update edition. John Madden's Dynasty Warriors. I would play I would play. I would play the fuck Madden out of an NFL theme. Oh my god. If an NFL themed Dynasty Warriors games were where you just like 
you're like a fucking quarterback and you throw you know a spiral and it just barrels <laughs> like, through hundreds of people and just so kills everybody and dynasty warriors oh my god it is shameful He's how easy fire. it is it's so easy to picture this like i i can't believe how easy it is to envision madden muso make it happen somebody Somebody out there, just do that, please. All you'd have to do um, is sw- swap out the, the skins from Dynasty Warriors. Just make right, everyone exactly. have their pads and helmets on. <laughs> Welcome to a new level of fantasy football. <laughs> it's like rights itself. Come on, guys. You just make it all-encompassing <laughs> sports. It doesn't have to be just NFL. So much to work with there. Anyway, um, I hope Monster Hunter double crosses on the Switch. Also, I hope that Pokken is on the Switch because they announced a new Pokken character again for only on arcade in Japan again with no indication of it coming out on Wii U again (sighs) it's so weird walking into an arcade in Japan and seeing Pokken yeah also seeing three more characters than there are in the US version Matt you better go oh I'm going my friend I told you YouTube money can't pay for no Japan. I'm getting some other money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we going. We going. We going this time. <laughs> I, hope, I don't know what that implies. Yeah, but that I'm could gonna, imply all sorts of nasty things. Oh, and, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I won't clear it up. I'm just going to let it ride out like that. <laughs> all right, cool. Just let all of our all of the new viewers just assume that Matt's a drug dealer as well. <laughs> what what do, you, what do you mean? I'm I'm a white dude. I'm a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't laugh. Don't so laugh. so wait, no. Now that means that you're like like running some kind of fraudulent corporate white collar crime that's <laughs> Right, Anyways, right, right. Yeah. I'm cooking. This podcast um, gets a little weird sometimes. If you listen this far <laughs> and you're new, thanks for sticking it out. Uh, if you want to find my stuff, you can find me on Twitter at SunderCR or on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash SunderGamer. make videos on things occasionally, but I mostly talk on Twitter and do video editing for other people. It's a fun time and it's great. George, where where can we find your content? YouTube.com slash show. Uh, once again, I don't think I've plugged this enough. I do Twitch streams nowadays on Thursdays at 9 p.m. I have miraculously managed to keep a better schedule with that than the Thursdays 12 p.m. video releases. So, uh, go watch me play Siege with my stupid friends. They're funnier than me on Thursdays at 9 p.m. on twitchtv.com slash superbunnyhop. Um, you can find me at www google.com god no 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 matt Matt. (laughs) no 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 no, that's legit that's legit i mean you could go to google.com and google matt visual and you'll probably find where to look at his stuff if you want to see the eventual chore of a conclusion of matt's (laughs) metal gear solid reviews that he's hating to do right now you're gonna like youtube.com slash matt visual i've been thinking of just skipping to revengeance (laughs) (laughs) just do a video that's just like just do revengeance but at the start be like this is a peace walker review but fuck it because i don't like that game it was dumb and then just start revengeance actually release a video titled metal gear solid peace walker review and just have it be a three second clip of a bush yeah, yeah, I've been, I've, oh, I've been thinking about all the jokes with people who had lose their nuts, and they're like, "No, Matt, no, 
No, you need to do this. Yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah. of things you need to do, Matt, don't you need to backflip out the window and land on a surfboard that'll take you directly to Bill Gates? Yes. Oh my God, that's such a cool image. Uh, anyway, all right. Since Matt has to do that, uh, share us around if you like the podcast. And vote us up on iTunes if you like the podcast. I don't know. Tweet us out. Say nice things to your friends. Not when- necessarily about us. Just be a nice person in general. Don't tell your mom about us. Oh my Please god! And, uh, I just realized when we come back, we will know who who won the election. And you know who I want to win the election? TOVG podcast. Write it into the bod the, your ballot box next Tuesday, November eighth. TOVG cast for president. We're we're gonna make America good at video games. <laughs> we're gonna segue America again. <laughs> Goodbye, my fellow Americans. I, I, I love I love all three hundred million of you. I'm voting for these nuts, though.
Chumba Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.